You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends Podcast. This is Episode 1. And today we're going to talk about goals. Today's topic is actually inspired by a blog post I wrote back in December titled Say No to New Year's Resolutions and Yes to Goal Planning in 2015. In that blog post, I laid out reasons why resolutions didn't work, including some stats about the percentages of how many people actually keep their New Year's resolutions. And I also included in the blog post four steps that you can take to start setting your goals. In this episode, I will go more into my lessons learned from those four steps that got me started on the path to setting and achieving my goals. Now, first, let me just say that I don't usually reserve setting goals for the beginning or at the end of the year. You can do that all year, but a new year offers new beginnings and the opportunity to start afresh. And a lot of people are excited, they're energized, they're committed, they're motivated. So it makes it a ripe time to set goals. There are many articles that talk about how to set goals and they list various steps and strategies. Of all the steps that I've read, these are the four that I believe are the most essential. So let's begin. Step one, write it down. Now you have dreams and you have goals. A few years ago, I discovered the difference after I started using a website called LifeTick, L-I-F-E-T-I-C-K.com to track my goals. And what LifeTick did was it had a, it had a separate feature that you could write down what your dreams are. Dreams did not have any dates or actions associated or tasks associated with them. They were just a list of things that you want to get done or you, you would like to get done. And the only thing LifeTick allowed you to do was rank it by the probability by which you think it's going to happen. Something like very likely, most likely something to that effect. In other words, for the most part, this was really wishful thinking. I wish I could hit the lotto or something to that effect, right? Goals, on the other hand, had to fulfill the SMART acronym by being S for specific, M measurable, A actionable, R relevant, and T time specific. Whether or not you are familiar with the SMART goal setting method, I'm just going to go over it very briefly. So S is for specific and it asks the question, does the goal clearly state what it will achieve? In this case, I'm going to use myself as an example and say my goal is to start a podcast. Measurable question you ask, will you know if you have achieved your goal? Yes, it will be listed in iTunes and any other podcast directory. There's A, achievable. Is this a goal which can actually be achieved or wishful thinking? Yes, it's something that's very doable. R, relevant. Does this goal reflect your values in life? Now, 
this is where you're going to have to have your own introspection. But in my case, I have a blog and a podcast is an extension of content or I'm offering information, which is something that I enjoy. T, time specific. When do you want to achieve this by? I basically told my accountability partner next year, I reported to my accountability coach slash group that by February 12th, this would have been completed and I've actually made that goal. Now, I like the idea of writing down both my goals and dreams. Goals help me get things done. Dreams, they're exciting, they're motivating, they're encouraging, and it's that thing that makes you smile. Like you think of, man, if I hit the lottery, what you would do and you go off into these imaginative thoughts about what you would do if you hit the Powerball or whatever lottery or whatever you want to accomplish. It it gives you hope. And that is great. So I really would love to visit the Maldives or Bora Bora or Fiji. And when I think about it, it makes me smile. I really didn't get serious about setting goals until 2011. In fact, I just made a list, six pages to be exact. And here's how I came about that list. I was reading a book that spoke about a famous football coach by the name of Lou Holtz, H-O-L-T-Z. So Lou Holtz, back in 1966, found himself unemployed with a family. And he ended up writing down a list of 107 impossible goals. I didn't say they were, this article said they were impossible. By now, he's still alive. So by now, he's achieved, he's probably achieved all his gold. The last, at my last reading of this article on him, he had achieved 102 of the 107 goals. I decided after reading this article, I'm going to do what Lou Holtz did. This was back in 2011. Really impossible goals. For instance, I wrote down that I wanted to attend the London Olympics and get prime tickets for all the track events. Track events including the 400 meters, 200 meters, 100 meters for both men and women, including the heats, semifinals, and the finals because I was going to see Usain Bolt at the finish line. So no, that did not happen. I was actually home watching the London Olympics from my living room. Another big, hairy, audacious, impossible goal was to be on the Oprah show. Not to be in the audience, but to be as a guest on the show. That didn't happen either. However, I realized towards the end of the year, as I was going back through these six pages, that there were actually eight things on that list that I accomplished. One that is probably the most dearest to me, I wanted to take a professional studio picture of the four generations, my grandma, my mom, myself, and my daughter. And that was done. What I So what I learned in this process, big, hairy, impossible, audacious goals are great. We, we need to write them down. I am not saying that we should discard them. We need to write them down. However, for me, as a newbie, really being committed to achieving my goals, they were too big. I needed to start smaller and get into the habit of setting and achieving goals. So my first lesson and really the first step in setting your goals, and every article will say this, is to write it down. And that is important. However, 
I want to add, write it down and be realistic. Realistic with what I want to achieve, the number of goals that I'd like to achieve, because six pages was clearly too much for me. And the timeline by which I want to achieve these goals, writing down attending the London Olympics to get tickets in 2011 when the games were the following year. And by the time I wrote these down, I should have had some kind of plan in place was just not realistic. Four years later, I've abandoned those six pages. I look at them every now and then, but I'm not using that as a guide, mainly because it's just too long. And there are a couple of things on there that aren't as relevant for where I am in my life now. Once I made my goals more realistic, I had to break them down into manageable parts. When I first started to set goals and work towards achieving them, this was something that I didn't do, which was ultimately a source of frustration because I would spend time obsessing about how I was going to start working on this instead of just taking the first step. And it could be something as simple as cleaning the house. I would just feel overwhelmed at all the things that I would have to to do to clean this house the way I'd love for it to be cleaned. Whereas I all I needed to do was just pick a room, start there, and then once I'm done, just move on to the next. So it really was breaking down this goal into smaller parts that would then enable me to move into that first step. The second step is to be held accountable. For me, this is the key, the true catalyst of all the four steps to achieving your goals. I will be focusing more on accountability in a separate podcast. When I looked back at the eight goals I accomplished, I said to myself, if I was more intentional in setting goals, imagine how much more successful I'd be. So I decided to have a goal planning party complete with an evite sent to two friends. The party was great. We were all excited and we helped each other make lists and we spoke to each other about how realistic the list was, but that's where we ended it. There was no true follow-up. There was no true accountability where All of us were holding each other responsible for the deadlines we gave ourselves to achieve certain goals. Now, while a goal planning party is good, you need to make sure that you are doing it with committed individuals. Because when someone else holds you accountable, you will be surprised at how much faster the work gets done. I have an accountability partner for the past five and a half months, and it's been great. At the beginning of 2015, I decided that I wanted to maximize the impact of achieving my goals. So I signed up with an accountability group called Guaranteed Goals with uh, Julian Gordon. I have an accountability partner and I joined the group because I believe, I believe with my whole heart that this was the differentiator for me towards the end of 2014 in achieving my goals. So step three is track your progress. Even with coaches, mentors, accountability partners, or groups, you still need to track your progress. 
I recently read an article on 99u.com, that's 99u.com, which spoke about the ostrich problem and the danger of not tracking your progress. And it basically said the ostrich problem is a widespread tendency for people to avoid information about the progress towards their goals. Because I feel good when I'm moving towards my goal. I'm excited that this podcast has launched. But I was also frustrated with all the other things that I did not get to accomplish. So the article is basically saying people, because they want to avoid the frustration of realizing or maybe knowing that they're not working or moving towards their goals as quickly as they would like to, or maybe they're going in the wrong direction, they do like the ostrich, that bird, and stick its head in the ground. For goal setters, do not be the proverbial ostrich and stick your head in the ground and avoid the progress that you are making towards your goals. I have been guilty of not wanting to make adjustments to my own deadlines. And that's because I I say I'm going to do it this way and I really hold myself accountable to do it on this day. But I've learned over time that adjustments are okay especially when it's necessary. And I'd rather make an adjustment to extend the deadline by which I want to achieve a goal versus ignoring that goal and dropping it all together. The important thing I learned about making adjustments is to assess and understand the factors that led to me making those adjustments, whether it was an unforeseen issue, there was a family emergency, there was an illness um, that came up, or whether I depended on someone else to do something and they did not hand off what I needed in time, or whether it was my mindset. Was I be, was I lazy? Was I experiencing doubt or fear? Once I assessed why I was making those adjustments, I then had to factor them in to my new deadline and work on essentially that emotional side that's going to come up because it's it's not going to go away. It's going to come up again somewhere down the road and make accommodations for that as I set other goals. Step four, celebrate your achievements. This is important whether it is a task that is part of a larger goal or the goal itself, it was really important for me to take time out and give myself credit, give myself a pat on the back and really enjoy this moment, whether it's for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or whether you want to not do anything else regarding your goals for the rest of the day. Honor the experience, embrace it. It's all part of the journey. I didn't always celebrate the achievements. I completed something, I was off to the next. The moment I stopped to celebrate the achievements, taking that time out and just reflecting on, wow, all those weeks of hard work and I've done this or I've gotten to this point. When I was able to enjoy and celebrate, that feeling came back to me as I worked towards other goals. And I would call on the memory of achieving how I felt when I achieved that goal. And it was that motivation that I need to push past maybe a difficult task or push through a project and work towards my goal. 
Allow yourself to experience the joy of completing a milestone, whether it's completing a task or the goal itself. Celebrate your achievements. I want to share with you a quote from Tony Robbins that I heard on Amy Porterfield's podcast. It says, what's talked about is a dream. What's envisioned is exciting. What's planned becomes possible, but only what's scheduled is real. To wrap up this episode, I discussed the four lessons that I learned about setting and achieving goals. First, you must write them down, then be held accountable, track the progress, and celebrate your achievements. Thanks for listening. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S dot com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.